Good day, everyone. Welcome back. I've got another episode this month. I'm I'm having a good month. I, I found some mojo, I guess. Uh, this week we're not. I don't know if this is gonna air this weekend. Maybe it will. Um, but if not, it's it's just solid filler. This this episode is not really topical. So uh, yeah, I guess I'll shove it in wherever I want. You didn't do your crack. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, we're already drinking, so it doesn't work that way. I'll just cut one from another episode and put it in right here. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, welcome everyone. We've got a we've got a guest in the shop today, and uh, we are gonna see how warm this seat ends up getting. <laughs> it's gonna be hot. We're, it's we're, gonna be uncomfortable. We're sitting down with an actual communist. <laughs> Fucking communist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically. Not a communist. Thankfully, anymore. Never was. Come on. You voted Canadian socialist way too many times. I've never voted Canadian. Okay, I know what you mean by Canadian socialist. Ha ha ha. Way too many times to feel comfortable saying that you're not a communist. <laughs> Any anyway, before this turns into an absolute shit show. Uh, we're, we're gonna sit down and do a Leaving the Left podcast. I'm sitting down with a female version of Dave Rubin. The best part is you have no idea who that is. No. It's great. He used to work with the, the Young Turks, which are basic, basically socialists, and uh, had a come-to-Jesus moment and is now happily on our side of the aisle. As are you, mostly. I dabble. Yeah. Freaking it fence sitters. No, it's. I would say it depends on the situation. I think I've slowly started leaning politically conservative, but I still have morally liberal. You're views. a traditional liberal. I'm a traditional liberal. Which if makes that, you a conservative today. That's what I was going to say. If that even existed today, we've had that conversation. Yeah, you're, you're a JFK liberal. Without the philandering. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got... I'd rather a president screw the screw a, a female that's willing rather than the country. A female? Multiple? <laughs> Who cares? Everyone has their vices as long as they're not destroying the country while they're doing it. And I'll, I, I again, I, I don't pick sides most of the time. I can own it. Bill Clinton, half-decent president, terrible human being, probably a coke smuggler, definitely assists people with suicides. Uh, yeah, also screws interns. But generally, from, from a president's standpoint, wasn't terrible. Thank God his wife didn't get a chance to prove that wrong, though. Oh, Hillary. She's having a comeback. She's selling hats now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's her acronym? Hillary? Yeah, you know, Trump's hats, MAGA. Well, that's, that's her biggest failing point. She didn't have a catchphrase. She had nothing to, like, grab people with. And she is a repugnant devil. A repugnant devil? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I have no love lost for Hillary Clinton. Just good language for 9.47 in the <laughs> evening. Good for you. I'm not, I'm not through the beer yet. But yeah, so leaving the left, presumably you used to be on the left. Tell us about that. How far left were you? And, and all of that nonsense. All of that nonsense. I wasn't so far left that I had like the hammer and sickle badges and things on my wall or anything like that. I think um, 
I was left when Jack Layton. I think that's kind of the best way to reference how far left I was, was campaigning for Jack Layton when he was um, leading the NDP. And you worked with the campaign for a candidate? I did. Nice. Boots on the ground. And you would have been what? 1920 at the time? Uh, I was 18 because it was when I was in residence. So what month are our elections generally in? I know sometimes they can be like snap it's, and weird. It's hit and miss. So when I was in university, um, I would have been 18, 19 in first year university attending a very liberal um, university for sure. Uh, when were, were there any universities that weren't liberal? I mean, now we know there are none, but were there conservative uh, universities back then? I mean, it, the university I went to was interesting. Uh, it started out as a Lutheran university, so Waterloo Lutheran University, and then uh, Wilfrid Laurier University. So when I went to school in 2018, 2019, for reference here, there was an LGBTQ-specific residence that people could um, apply to live in and then during our um what's what's the first week of university called a week a week thank you um when we were talking about like where we came from in stories our dawn so like our residence advisors the language was like do you have a partner was what they encourage people to say and like ask <laughs> this is going back a ways too 2018 yeah that's yeah. So, like I said, very, I'm going to say liberal from the point of being, like, very, like, accepting and inclusive would be the language that we use now. And I came from a very small town, so it was kind of like a culture shock. 2018? Sorry, 2008. It's nine. (laughs) It's 9.49. Past grandma's bedtime. past grandma's bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you didn't just get out of school. Um, Yeah, that's crazy. So, Wilfrid Laurier, though. Like, yes. what are we going to name it next when they cancel that? Oh, God. I don't know. Another WLU. <laughs> like, at least they're consistent with uh, their acronym. But, yeah. So, going back, um, what are some, like, key culture points that you, you may have, like, back then different than now? Like, what's something that you've shifted positions in that time? Uh, one would be fully universal healthcare is one major one uh another one would be um like social support views when it comes to how the welfare system for example or the ei system is handled here in canada i personally think that there's a way better way of going about that um what else is there really i would say just about everything that's going on politically i think that we've or learning about big government is something that i actually have a huge huge problem with um it's just getting super like dystopian in my opinion i have so many problems with that it's interesting that you call me a communist at the beginning of the uh the show because really it's more like and I hate using this term, but recognizing truly like almost, you don't want to say like fascist behavior, but like truly like authoritarian. I do want to say it. I know you do. Um, but like very, very authoritarian leaning hyper propaganda 
too much control that I don't agree with. My one uh, friend that I have through independent podcasting, if you will, that you know who I am talking about, she jokingly called me like a libertarian as far as like Canadian standards go. Yeah, you would go. be. You would be. So um, big changes, like big government that the government can't actually <laughs> help in the way that people want them to, that at the moment there's no kind of, no one's going to make the changes that I personally want to see or think that need to happen in order to have the cultural shifts that we need um, in the world. Another one would probably be uh, how things are handled overseas when it comes to international policy. We have so many problems here. And this is kind of, I think, where I toe the line. For example, all of the money that gets sent overseas for like humanitarian efforts right now, all the money going to the Ukraine that we have no idea where it's going to. In my opinion, that money could be far better spent here in Canada, propping up our own systems that desperately need help and supporting communities that are struggling here. For example, like clean water to hundreds probably presumably at least like tens of thousands of people that don't have hundreds of thousands of people here in canada that don't have access to clean water or the poverty issues that we have and again this is where i kind of like toe the line still is that we have so much work that we can do here well and that needs to be done here and you're i think this comes down to like be a good person well i'm a christian essentially yeah so i'm a christian and i i I agree completely. We should not be sending pretty much any of the money we're sending overseas. I think international humanitarian aid should be a line item on our national budget, and it's fixed. Sorry, we've donated what we have this year. That is a fixed line item. It should not be fluid. And again, I think a lot... I thoroughly think that just about anything that's currently going on with international conflict, we don't belong in. It's like a huge form of propaganda that has to do with one individual where the entire world is like teaming up on that person, which is kind of bullshit in my opinion. Not that they're, it's funny because I think in the last episode we recorded, we jokingly were talking about Putin pre like the invasion on the Ukraine was when we were, I still respect him. He says what he means. And that's something that we don't have going on. Um, but again, it, it's propaganda and it has more to do with, in my opinion, um, tearing down the power that he has and what's going on in Russia. It's it's another cold... Well, it's not even a cold war. It's a hot war. It's about um, to get a lot hotter, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, like, no, I, I completely agree with you now. Um, I'm My interventionalist policy is, is probably more than most can even handle. Because, like, I look back at, like, September 11th. And it's like, I agree that somebody had to answer for that. Uh, how that was drawn out and who they chased weren't like, they did not put any focus on Pakistan where they absolutely should have. Um, but furthermore, it's like, we, we lived to see 20 years of, of international conflict in response to September 11th. It's interesting. Cause yeah, it was in response to September 11th, which is terrible. Like that's disgusting. That's kind of the first time I remember my first, and I think our generation's first exposure to how truly messed up the world is and the first time that like we didn't feel safe. It was like the first time that we lost that innocence, in my opinion. But again, like it's a lot of the things draw similarities. Follow the oil. 
yeah, oh, yeah. follow there's the money, oil there's money to all as of it. well as it's, what's going on with like um, agricultural resources. It's, and it's not even necessarily just the oil. It certainly has a part in it. But it's like there is people at play that want war just because they make war products. Yeah, you make money. Like it's it's a huge thing. But like our North America's response to September 11th, the world's response to September 11th, the thing that really did it for me and and formed my in- intervention policies internationally, at least in my head, was we saw how we reacted to September 11th. But for 20 years, people grew up and that's all they knew was the West was doing this to them day in, day out. Mm-hmm. We're drone bombing weddings. We're like, and sure, you may, Hospitals, you may have killed schools. one person that was there that needed to die. But you've got children that grow up and know nothing but mortar fire and bombs and not safety. So it's like, you, how do you, ex- like, in what world do you have people grow up in this and not hate you enough to go yeah, kill you? Yeah, you're creating a problem through what you think is solving a problem. Exactly. So it's like, I think, at, I don't know where you could have done it, but at some point somebody had to sit up and be like, hey, we both suck in this situation. We need to find a way at both sides, the Taliban and North America, the rest of the world, we need to exit this because we're going to kill ourselves together. Like, when you seek out revenge, dig two graves because we're both don't going to die. It's too much ego for that. I know. But it's like, and that's where I differ from the, the traditional conservative side. Like, I'm, I flirt between far-right conservative and straight-up libertarian anarchist, almost. Because mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where the system can't quite be fixed, I don't know. I, eh, the system can't be fixed and but, like that's me saying that so yeah well at, th- at that point you almost have to adopt an accelerationist perspective where it's like now we almost have to accelerate it just to get to the end yeah um but no going back circling back around i yeah i was actually gonna say i there is something that i do want to circle back around to when like the first time i think you and i talked about this is um back in the day very like anti-gun anti like anything to protect yourself and uh this what were you doing before we started recording yeah i was trying to shoot your gun or try- <laughs> i don't what do you call the things you, that are you in were, it you were dry firing it okay i was trying to dry fire again um but going back to the fall when i had moved out on my own and then I was the victim of a vehicular theft and I had reported it to the police because we had it on video. And then I called you because the people that I'm pretty sure stole my bike ended up parking beside my car, all of them. And it was very like intimidating for me because they were asking, hey, the cops came to see me like, do you know what's going up, like going on with that? And there was a group of them. I think it was three or four people and I was freaking out. So I called people that I knew and you were one of them being like, what can I actually like have because I don't feel safe? Can I get like mace? And you're like, no, you can't have mace. So we had to go through this whole thing of like, I can't even carry like a little like. Well, just to be clear, because people are now going to hear some of it. You can't carry mace because that's a self-defense item. And as much as people on the right want to criticize when Justin Trudeau said Canadians don't have a right to defend themselves. He's not wrong. Legally, we don't. Uh, unless it's justified. Um, but in your situation, no, you can't carry mace. But what, what could you carry? Uh, so dog spray. Yes. I learned, or coyote not, spray. Not bear spray. Not bear spray. Because you're not going to see a bear in the city, and no. that's unreasonable. So what I have on my keychain in my car, and then also in my purses, like depending on the one that I'm carrying, is I have 
dog spray and I've been advised to say, well, I do have a very large dog and then I also take her on walks down by the river and stuff. So it makes sense for me to carry this essentially, but I have like a little pink canister of (laughs) coyote spray and dog spray that I carry with me just for something. And then through all of that, plus like, again, going and moving on my own for the first time in like 10 years, just about, my dad advised me to get into jujitsu just so that like worst case like if I can't carry something then hopefully my what is it 120 or 125 cc self can have some kind of like regrettably like fighting chance of at least like dislocating somebody's arm or like gouge somebody's eye out yeah headbutt them I'm Scottish like whatever it is that you want to do but I carry coyote spray because that's just about like the only thing outside of like a pen that i might have in my purse or something that i can like use in for, a situation for roadside tracheotomies for, <laughs> yeah roadside tracheotomies <laughs> i saw it on Grey's anatomy because that's accurate <laughs> but no like it, it, and i'm gonna do an episode on self-defense guns soon so that, that's a good topic but to touch yeah, on. yeah that was but that was the first time that you made a joke about me leaving the left because I was I was in a panic I was scared and I was freaked out and I was angry that there was nothing else that I could do in order to make myself feel safe and secure in that moment well I think I think it's a very good metaphor too of like the kind of the left's policies it's all feel good until shit hits the fan until the rubber meets the road like don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong even with a communist perspective like it's not like the communists were pacifists no how you get there is the problem but their dream of having everyone equal and having it like nobody starves, like it's it's that doesn't drive culture forward though. Like you need to have an element no, no. of. But I'm trying to give them credit where they like. I'm trying to give them the the benefit of they're not malicious all the time. Some of their ideas are rooted in in good feelings. Well, the thing is, is like the um, ideology of communism like it's a theory yeah it's just how it gets put into practice and then no matter what there's no such thing as a flat line it's always had a hierarchy associated with it and people say that they're communists but you have people spending hundreds of thousands well, of dollars it. on yeah, cognac we, and caviar if you look at like whatever but it we've never had actual communism because well, you you can't it, no, it's, it's, it's not unicorn. in human nature. No, but I, I can at, at least admit to the people on the left that, that you generally do it out of good intention. But when the rubber meets the road, you're left with your pants down and no way to defend yourself. And like in that moment, you kind of realize that in a, in a metaphorical sense. And that's why I made that joke is because like when you, when it really gets real, like you need something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was scary. Like I was scared and I like intimidated like I did not enjoy well I think you were buying that that dog spray like the next day no it was that day yeah I marched my butt down to the local like surplus uh store in a sketchier end of town because it's the only place I knew that I could go and pick this up like it was the same day yeah like from the dog park where I, I called you dog in car to surplus store <laughs> picking up three things of bear spray or sorry pardon me not bear spray you're gonna get yourself arrested i know no 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 because i i asked a cop about that and he said that it was an intelligent thing for me to do so no i 
It was intelligent for you to call it bear spray? No, but to carry the coyote spray. Yes. Very intelligent. Don't get caught with your words. Again, we're going to break. I'm going to actually like pin this and use this for when I do my. So like in Canadian law, intent matters so much. So I carry a knife every day of my life. Yeah, but that also makes sense with the job that you have. Right. That's a logical thing. Right. But if I was asked, if I misspeak and say I have it in case shit hits the fan, that makes it a prohibited weapon instantly. Yeah. And with that, all of the charges that come with it. So intent matters so much. So yeah, we're. I'm gonna save this. We'll come back to that. Okay. But back to circle to mine, where you kind of cringed when I said, "Hey, like we're we're in a, a th- we're like we're in a fascistic government now," and you were like, oh, "You you kind of don't agree to that." I don't like thinking that we've gotten that far. You know how, and if people are listening, I'm that hyperbole person. Like I don't like going that fart but i would say that there's like fascist tendencies based off of historical context let me let me give you some information that i'm sure you're not quite familiar with okay and and you tell me if it fits fascism or not i'm not an expert on fascism here people Mm, you don't need to be an expert for this one (laughs) so justin trudeau has effectively banned guns yes he has tabled a motion that is set to pass in october that will freeze transfers of all guns all handguns. This makes no sense based off of the number of... Like, we don't need to make sense. Oh, I'm just saying that, like, statistically, that makes absolutely no well, sense based off Illegal gun owners of, don't, don't represent any of the problem. No, it's illegal gun owners, Correct. and it's not even like we have a huge issue with guns here nope. in Canada and, and at all. We don't even have a legal gun theft issue. No. We have an illegal gun at the border issue. Well, yeah, and that's just because of the close border that we share, and it's kind of hard to secure borders over water. Well, that, and we also don't fund the the Canadian border services. No. Um, instead, we'll fund the gun lobby groups to, to take our rights away. Instead, we'll fund the Ukraine. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, or Pakistani gender studies. Literally something we've donated to. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Nah, of dollars. conspiracy theory moment. That's for something else, and we're just calling that a line item on the budget. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, so he has proposed legal, and again, this is he's he's well within his rights to table a bill. It unfortunately will likely pass, um, but come October, that bill is due to to sit and vote. Um, up until then, gun owners have the right to buy guns if they have their license. Um, they can buy handguns, they can transfer handguns, uh, and they can, they can transfer between each other. They can buy from private sellers. They can hand it down to their kids, assuming their kids have the proper licensing. Um, and you can do all of these things for now. Well, in his naivete or whatever ego thing he has, uh, he decided, no, we need to stop it sooner and we're not going to do it through the law. Like we're not going to go through process. Uh, so they used a Canadian dairy legislation so the canadian dairy industry is allowed to regulate imports of goods so they can keep the quota and the prices and all that yeah protected. That's, that's to protect our industry so they used that law that's bullshit to pull the permits to bring handguns legally into legal businesses from the states to canada so outside of legal process using a law that had no intention on anything other than dairy industry, they have now seized all import permits for handguns. I don't like that precedent at all. Is that totalitarian? Is that fascistic? I don't think that's fascistic. I think it is. I, I think it's a... Th- 
authoritarian and extremely misguided and a misrepresentation of the law and it's setting terrible precedent but i would not say that that's fascist i think he fits in so many of the worst categories that like he just gets it all oh he's riding off of his last name entirely i don't think he's even remotely qualified to be in the job that he's in i think he's a puppet and a face if you will and being propped up by god knows what but i i I would not call him a fascist he doesn't have the um the charisma beside him or behind him pardon me when you think of fascism, or when I think of fascism, traditional fascism, historical fascism. See, I think he he does slash did. He's just used because like there was a time where I half was like, yeah, he's not terrible. And like, were you ill? Yeah, I feel like I might have been. <laughs> um, to be fair, that was when Harper was up for re-election, and again, looking back. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I would have taken Harper ten times. We always say that about the person that. Not this time. No, not this time. But I mean, as a, we were talking about um nine eleven and the twenty years that happened post that. I was so anti Bush, and now that I'm in my vintage age of thirty two, I actually respect him as a person. He wasn't a wartime president. He got tossed into that situation. And I have some empathy for him with the situation he got put into and the pressure there. I honestly think that prime ministers, presidents in general are just figureheads. And there's a lot of manipulation and political agenda that's put through them. I don't disagree, but you have to do some terrible things to get to the top. Oh, absolutely awful. I also, think independently, I think he George used the Bush word. George did 9-11. <sighs> Oh, 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 this is coming from the same person who 10 minutes ago talked about the oil and the money and the weapons. <laughs> All of that goes back to Bush. All of- also, let's not forget he finished reading the children's book after he was told that the country was under attack. He sat there and finished reading. Processing time. No. <laughs> no. I'm not saying it was right. Like, I just watched a documentary on what all happened there. Like, that's weird. That's wrong. I don't think he was the brightest of the world leaders like he's kind of that guy that you want to like go down to texas with have like some barbecue on the ranch and crack beers with like him and laura would probably be that was his wife's name right laura laura bush yeah yeah you'd be having like the best time with them down in texas on the ranch yeah yeah but not like outside of that no he's not like we we mentioned the kennedys earlier like he's not robert he's not jfk he's not gonna sit there and like take the hard line that's not in his character that's not who he is as a person so he's a good time charlie yeah that's what i mean like he wasn't cut out to deal with that at all no i think i think you look at that family and and again you talk money and it's that's all that family knows. It's also like he again, similar to Trudeau, daddy first, and then yeah. the son coming in. You're riding well, off of your last name. You're I'm, riding off of family history, and that's why I'm coming in thirty years early and saying we should once conservatives take power, we should literally bar his children from running for office. That's not authoritarian. I or don't fascist care. Sometimes it's needed. <laughs> Sometimes the world needs a Pinochet here and there. There, I hey, I said it. I've said it many, many times. We've seen we're living far left, and I think we're going to continue to live pretty far left for a while. But eventually, you're going to see the counter swing. 
and not even joking, uh, literally yesterday at work, I'm now hearing conversations at work from people who are just, yeah, I'm racist. Like, straight up, yeah, I think this group is less than equal. And it's like, this is what I said was coming. This is what I said would happen. And, and you're going to keep shoving stuff down people's throats until it crosses the line. And it's like, I'm going to be there. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not racist. I've said it. It's a problem from the start. But you're going to get people who are, are you know what, you, you've shamed them. You've pushed them so far that they're like, whatever. Well, that's the thing. We're living in this whole like black and white um, era of any kind of politics that you can't have a middle ground everything is so polarized and the more that we have this whole like completely bipartisan political leanings like the farther you're pushing people it's like the far right and the far left like we're just pushing people farther apart instead of figuring out a way to kind of bring people closer to the middle and have the majority of the population actually fall into the middle you and i have had conversations where even liberals are actually like instead of being like true middle liberals are more left-leaning than they've ever been throughout history you've got you've got traditional liberals now enforcing full-on vaccine apartheid well i've got liberal family who literally will never see me again yes Uh, that is i'm sorry that is apartheid like you've you've literally changed the way our society will function in regards to our relationship like you will not see me you're creating others yeah and and you're making it okay. Like you've, you've got the Toronto Sun. Yeah, you've got the Toronto Sun posting share, front page quotes. Uh, the unvaccinated deserve to die. No, <laughs> but like this is like that's fascist. But that's a that's a fact. Like I can send the front page. No, no, I, no, I believe you there. I'm saying that that type of content being yeah. published, that is fascist. That is so wrong. Yeah so incredibly wrong and that's just how but the, the responsibility is how did we get there who allowed us to get that far uh the majority of the well, population you look who at trudeau, take a political stand you look at trudeau or a moral stand or his, and on his quote if you're unvaccinated you do not have a right to sit beside somebody on a plane or a train you that is a, a verbatim quote so yeah no that's wrong and that's where we come down to like authoritarian borderline fascist is restricting people's movements next we're going to have like gulags we're going to just send them off to the frozen tundra work them to their bones like we're going to completely separate them into like a a ghetto essentially like a walled place where we keep them separate or their people are allowed to come out for brief periods of time but there's a curfew and they have to go back into their little area they're only allowed to like do business with certain different things not again I'm exaggerating, but like that's scary. Yeah. Well, you've also like he's also already f- extrajudicially frozen bank accounts of dis- political dissidents. Like my account was at risk. Yeah, you and I had talked about that. Like, and and th- that's never okay. And for them to like kind of be like, oh, w- w- we, oh, are essentially, your people who had their accounts frozen. Because of taking a stand about what's been going on with vaccination policies, as well as other things, you're essentially treating them as a terrorist. Yeah, a national terrorist, which is ridiculous. It's not terrorism. People are exercising their right to freedom of speech, and that's being limited. Yeah, and the the wild thing to me that makes me the most mad is the NDP supported and upheld 
the, the liberal policies on this. They upheld the Emergency Act. They allowed them to do this thing. And this is like, the NDP are supposed to be the, the collectivist group, little man. Like, this is literally how the NDP was formed, was, was activists getting together in small groups and making a change how they could. And and that's the thing they've lost it. Oh, like, it's like they've embraced have- socialism. Like they they truly have on on like the most social capitalist scale. Like they've made a business out of it, and they they've created their own hierarchy in it. They're the top of it, and they're not going to do anything to change that. They really have the NDP have really they've they've really come to epitomize like woke culture, if you will. As much as I hate that. That wokeism I, word. It's just very much thinking in that manner, like the collective wokeness. I am unpopular opinion time. I think the wokest wokesters are the closest thing to Nazis we've had in a long time. Because you find the mo- they're okay with you losing your job. They're okay with you losing the ability to provide for your family. They're okay with you being completely ostracized. They're okay with you being literally assaulted if you don't think like they do yeah it's like creating a hive mentality um so no, like like I, I like, say that, like, like the borg i'm like, not really hyperbolic so when i say something i'm being quite literal i think since the nazis the woke woke i don't mean like oh i i put my pronouns in my profile because i don't want flack i mean people that truly follow through on it they are the closest thing to nazis since we've had nazis Yes. Chew on that. I am chewing on that right now. I have the gears grinding. Um, very close. I think that we are truly we need power. They need they need more power to truly take that form. We're like you said we're earlier close. that people are being pushed farther right. People are also being pushed farther left. Like where I was saying, it's black and white. It's completely separate. We've lot like this goes back to not having any room for middle ground because people can't have actual intelligent conversation where they disagree to kind of come to agreement on some topics, some areas because everyone is so willful and stubborn and set in their ways that anyone who challenges their thinking is just like put your head into the sand like an ostrich well i see i am i i attempt to credit myself with being balanced i line up farther right than most and i can own that but i I do take into account and like even just a minute ago when i tried to give credit we're we're a, a communist their, their thought process. Like, I'll try to balance it, and I try to see it from their side, and I, I don't automatically assume if you don't think like I do, you're evil. I genuinely try to give people the benefit of the doubt that they have good intentions. That being said, I'm, I'm able to live in the middle ground completely happily, and I think that's what we should all strive for. That being said, in today's climate, I don't think middle ground is, is, is an option for anyone. Because when we're dealing with people that, that are closer to Nazis than not, and, and again, if it goes the other way, like we talk about the conversations I've overheard where people are just being straight up racist, that's not okay either. But what we're at a point now where you're pushing for a society that is so far from, from acceptable that you kind of have to just, look, I'm on the opposite of that and I can't be in the middle. I can't, I can't be complacently middle while this shit literally burns to the ground. And that, uh, like, that goes back to me being I like an idealist in that s- scenario, but yeah, like, there's no room for things at the moment. Um, 
to, to get there, there has to be something drastic that happens um, before that, like we can get to that point. Yeah. Oh, I want middle, but I think, I think to get through there, you've got to, you've kind of got to pull the house of cards down or wait for it to self implode. Yeah. It's almost like that whole libertarian, libertarian thing has to happen before you can kind of actually at this point, I think being a libertarian is true, <laughs> true middle in a lot of ways, but you have to have, well, I'm like, I'm basically like at this point, I'm like anarcho capitalist. I think capitalism is probably the best system of commerce we have. Uh, sure, there could be better on paper, but we've never done it. It's it's the best balance. Yes, it has an upward trajectory that's not necessarily perfect. However, from a governance standpoint, I think I think anarchy has <laughs> generally just leave me the hell alone, and I'll leave you alone. You do you there. I'll do me here. And where we can get along, we'll get along and interact. And where it doesn't work, we won't. Yeah, you don't have to have complete kumbaya. No. Like, nor is that ever going to happen. But, yeah, a lot of it just kind of, like, let me make my decisions. If I'm not harming anyone or doing harm in general, then what's the danger? Exactly. And and keep neutral territory neutral. So, like, you see what's going on in the schools right now. Where, again, like, I'm, I have to send my, well, I went to school and I just went to school. I learned things, and that was that was cool. That was it. I have to now t- send my kids to school, and I have to teach them what to not take in and what to ignore from the teacher. Because it's like, some things are just, like, no. Like, at, at, we're at a point now where, where some, some of the stuff at schools is just wrong. Uh, for, and it doesn't even have to be political at this point. Uh, in Ontario here, we have a, a stupid math program where you have to do the the, ba- the base 10 math or whatever. So instead of doing multiplication division, you have to do it through the stupid way of counting. Oh, it's brutal. I'm not a parent, it's but brutal. like counting is counting. No, you have to show it in blocks of 10 and you cut this. Oh, it's brutal. It's just brutal. And, and it's not just me saying that as maybe I'm outdated from the system. Um, my kid will still do math my way, the way I taught. I was learned. I was learned. I was learned. <laughs> it is now 1021. The, the beer is empty. Um, no, the way I learned. Um, and now I have to teach him how to do it the normal way to get your answer. And then I have to show him how to cover his tracks by doing it their way backwards. You've already got the answer. It doesn't matter. And then... You, the, what? Uh, no. Right. It's brutal. What do you mean you already have the answer? So you do the math normal, like you and I would. Yeah. You get your answer. Yeah. Now you get your answer. You go, you go backwards. Oh, I thought you were saying you that you're... you fill s- in the steps Okay, that you can't I thought you were follow. saying that your son was provided with the answer to begin with. No. Oh, okay. Okay. It's similar to like how China does math, um, where they... It, it's a, technically a faster way to get there once you know it, but it's so convoluted and not practical. Also, we shouldn't strive for the, the outcome that is the Chinese education system because it's effectively like knowledge torture camps where you're in school for 14 hours and like the, the outcome is the only concern where it's like, I'm a holistic parent and I care about my child's knowledge and, and well-roundedness holistically emotional well-being. I want like having morals and strong morals. Yeah. Like I'm going to send my kid to school and like I, I, Buddy, if you get B's, C's, and D's, that's okay by me. If you want to go this path in university, focus on it, get those grades. But like, if you come home with a B or a C, I don't care. I want a balanced kid 
all the way around. I don't care if you're pulling A's because guess what? I grew up, I went into the real world and I realized nobody gives a shit if you're the best at work. All you have to be is average. And that's all, that's okay. The more you push and strive for that, like you have to be above average. You need, like you're just creating a bunch of kids with a bunch of problems. Like you are set, our generation, the next generation, they are funding therapy. If you can be average across the board, Guess what? You're 10 steps ahead of everyone else. If you can be well-rounded average, you're you're way more ahead you're, than the straight-A student that needs therapy for the rest of their life. Guilty. Right. <laughs> like, would you trade all those A's to just be well-rounded? Absolutely. I would trade all of those for a, like you said, a more holistic... Um, childhood like where my parents were more holistic in how they raised me like that would have been awesome yeah traditional parenting it sucks to me because like i grew up in a fairly strict house you go to school and you don't question authority you don't question your teacher your teachers are right and then like you grow up and you realize no my i literally was at the bar and bumped into my geography teacher one time and it's like these are just normal people who largely fucking idiots i was at a concert in high school so i went to a nine inch nails concert with my mom and my uh science teacher was behind me with a bunch of his friends smoking a joint and trying to hide it from me because he knew that like the next day in class i was gonna be there and like yeah no they're they're not those people aren't people like you're raised to kind of like put them on a pedestal oh i know but really really like, like even in high school you think that they're like just scholars you think that they like ground this for years to perfect their craft and it's like don't get me wrong some are like i'm, I'm saying oh, i'm doing a rant on teachers right now and i'm thinking about my buddy dave and i'm like some teachers are blessed he's a gem though yeah, he's teach- like he's a lamb yeah some teachers are incredible um but others like on average again not the greatest like i think back to my high school and it's like yeah i had one or two standouts and the rest were like below average. Yes. I had like one incredible uh, history teacher. But when I say incredible, I mean like he wrote textbooks. Like he helped create the historical curriculum and outside of just like pushing content, like there were other aspects that he brought into it. So yeah, the I thing, agree with you. The there. thing that did it for me, I was probably 18, 19. And it, I mean, it helped me none because it was already out of high school. But like I remember taking business with Mr. Kenny. And literally thinking to myself, I'm like, this guy's making 60, 70 grand a year working as a teacher, teaching you about business. No, if he was any good at business, he would not be doing this fucking job. Nope. Like, why are you teaching me business? Because he took one business course in university. (laughs) I look back at it and it's like, you taught me how to balance my bank check. It's like, you didn't even teach me taxes. God forbid you learn like taxes or home economics home egg so oh, that's that people- sexist now we can't no sorry that's- what lifestyle education no Point- that's no okay f this all god <laughs> forbid we teach people and kids how to properly do laundry how to like so? actually be able to make them a couple meals you know what i mean so yep. you can go away to school and like be able to feed yourself how to kind of put together a grocery list. sewing do you know how many people can't sew a button it drives me absolutely insane that i'm one of the few people that i know that can hem a pan or fix like anything when it comes to that like 
it shouldn't be that ridiculous to know how to like stitch a pillow that's ripped or something like that like this is not rocket science but it's apparently like a lost art yeah and the other thing that i think is funny is that people men in particular will make fun of me because i know how to do that and it's just like you can't do this like you're making six figures and you can't do something simple simple if you will and i just saved your ass because you care so much about like how you're represented out in the world but you're going to be condescending to me in that moment like it, it's a different skill set if you will like oh i know a small thing but i look at, absolutely like, ridiculous men my age and it's like change a fucking tire buddy no offense and sorry about this but men your age are fucking idiots men your age were babied men your age don't want like partners or wives they want a mom because they were like protected by their mums like doing their laundry for far too long like we live in a time where people can get become millionaires on OnlyFans. that is fueled by men my age who are willing to i don't get it i don't get it the internet is full of free crap like that and you're so basic that you're gonna pay somebody for it like not only is it just kind of repugnant in general but also it's it's terrible economic sense <laughs> like it's everywhere for free. But yeah, this is the world we live in. Good old capitalism. Oh, well, I mean, go for it. I honestly don't shame the women. I think... Or, or the men. Like, no, it's I do. Not I do. No, if no paying, I mean if the men that are on OnlyFans making money. No, yeah, no. The, but, no. but, you know, those are the people that you could have learned something from in business class. <laughs> Oh, the snorting has begun. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. The OnlyFan men would make a better ma- business teacher than Mr. No, I mean, I mean the OnlyFan women, like the women that are out there, the people like putting out that content, they would be a better business person oh, they, than Mr. Absolutely, Kenny. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And like, hey, ride it while it works because it's not going to be around forever. Yeah. But also, be smart about it. Take your Take your capital and parlay that into something that's going to put out money when you're wrinkly and nasty. Oh, yeah. People can be living off that for God knows how long. If they don't blow it all in our current climate. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I don't know. This has been all over the place. I was going to say, yeah, but can we, can we, we should go back to the whole leaving the left original topic yeah, that we were so, going to talk about. Well, now, you're, where are you? Like, where do you line up today, and how do you see, like, left, right, where is the balance now? I think you and I have argued about this. I want to say that I'm center right. You've said that I'm actually probably farther right than I think that I am. Um, Anyone that w- is willing to sit down and talk to me is automatically farther right than they realize. Okay, then I'm probably <laughs> farther right than I realize. Like you signed I- up to come here tonight. Yeah. like You're you- farther right than you realize. <laughs> You're my friend. Um, so probably farther right than I realize when it comes to things like politically but then socially and like seeing people but again i think like you said that you're a christian i think that that just comes down to morally and the type of person i am fundamentally like my character and values and um like i don't like using the word emotional intelligence but like that side of things is very different than how i feel about government and society in a lot of places so farther right than i think that i am jokingly libertarian and i'm very anti-big government 
Okay, so you say socially you think you're still left or center. Let's touch on some social issues then. Safe injection sites. Um, pros and cons associated with both of them. I've lived in some very sketchy areas of like the city and I would rather not have to worry about stepping on needles because they were not disposed of correctly. But again, for me, a lot of what, like, look at the systemic issue of what causes a lot of addiction and you go back to like mental health and caring for things in a proper sense instead of closing down support that's offered to people. See, and I, I, I like, I listen to that. I take it in. And I think, again, y- your emotions almost, because... But but I can own I, my bias. Like we both yeah, know that yeah. I'm a very very emotional I say, person. I would say half, and I think that's being generous to your side of the, the equation. I would say half of addicts are addicts just because they fucking love it. Oh yeah, I'm sure it probably. Like, it's not like some definitely mental health, and then hard times addiction hits. That's also like a personality thing. Like some people are gonna like like ride that wave like they're gonna chase that feeling well i say that biasly because like my mom died an active drug addict um so like i have no love lost in that in that like degeneracy but uh when it comes to like safe i i find that is like a good entry to the social left because it's not quite as hot as the next topic we'll touch on but like for me it's the the addiction center and the the needle clinics it's it's a it is a capitalist view that solves that problem. And for me, I have kids, I take them to the playground. So my big issue, I don't care. If somebody wants to be a drug addict, that's fine. You do you, leave me and mine out of it. Um, the problem with safe injection sites, and again, it's a huge social issue. I grew up, I, we just moved out of an area where there was one right by. I couldn't take my kids to the park without searching the park first. And even then, I was like, is there needles underneath the, the mulch? Um, you, you look at it from a capitalist pro- solution. There is too many needles. Why is it and how do we make it harder to, to procure needles? them? It's not that you make it harder to... Yes, but in the sense that you, you present value to that needle. So if you can't get needles for free, they become worth something. Yeah, and then They're you're going to trade them for exactly, something else. Exactly. You're, you're going to reuse them. You're Which gonna, is also a problem because then that right, creates different health issues right. that people are passing around. Like that's Correct. how hepatitis or Correct. HIV, like but you're creating thing. different problems. Y- you've got two health problems from that. Are you going to protect the innocent children on the playground or are you going to protect the active drug addict that is consciously making those choices? Idealistically both. Well, in a, in a perfect scenario, I think... If you have to, I'm against needle clinics in general, period, full stop. But if you have to have them, if you have to balance, because again, I look at balance, I would say run it on a, like similar to the food stamps. You get a card that accounts for your needles. You get five needles. Well, that's you what bring I mean, five back. Yeah, you get that's, five on your that's card. 100% how it should be. You shouldn't just be handing them out. It's you're responsible for these X number of things. You bring them back. Kind of like yep. how in the military you're issued uniforms, like you have this, you bring it back. You have this, you bring it back. Yeah. Like you, and that also instills a certain sense of responsibility into it. Like you have to have some responsibility. And I think that the more responsibility that you give people, that's the way you bring a lot of people out of addiction. Yeah. 
so continuing socially, stepping up the ladder a bit. I'm gonna go up two steps and then we'll go back one. Okay. Um, the currently in the states is huge. Canada will never see it again. The the pro life. Pro- I knew it was gonna. I knew that that was coming. Um, because this is honestly like this is a conversation people don't realize where Canada is on it. And and I think when people sit down and really realize where Canada is on it, it it kind of scares even lefties. Like, so do you know where Canada's laws stand currently on abortion? No, would, enlighten me. What, what do, would you presume our laws are? I would presume that our laws are that we, um, we. I'm gonna say we. Uh, me as a female has the right to have an abortion if I want to have an abortion. Yeah. Do you think there's any restrictions at all? 36 weeks. What is the gestation period for I think 38 weeks? Um, I don't think that there is. No, we that have, would be we my have, assumption. We have absolutely, that would be extremely traumatizing. We have absolutely zero laws in Canada restricting abortion at all, uh, at all. Uh, the doctors can have a moral objection and say, no, we're not going to do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to fear monger. It is rare to see third trimester abortions. And generally they are out of, nece- out of necessity. Um, and again, I think anyone from the pro-life side, th- nobody argues that you need to die for a child. Like if it's a terminal pregnancy, it's a, it, that's a medical thing. That's not a moral thing. Yeah. Um, but in can we're the only country in the entire world that has zero restrictions. Zero. What about countries where, like, I'm not saying that it's legal, but it's a practice of gender-based abortion. That's a restriction. They force that. No, it's it's a social thing. No, I'm talking like in, um, for example, India, where male children are still more valued, especially the first child. Oh, yeah. So it, it's more of a social pressure to have that selective abortion. Correct. You find out the sex at eight to ten weeks. Yeah, some people might find out later or whatever, depending on the scenario. But again, that's not the 36-week thing that we were just discussing. But yeah, so where do you see the balance in that? Like, are you good with the way it is? Or morally do you see their need uh, should there be a conversation around that i'm not good with is for a, like an extreme example um say someone were to be 36 weeks pregnant and then they go through a breakup and then this person's like this woman is like you know what no i'm going to abort this child because this relationship has broken down and i don't want it that's wrong well, you've got, well, speaking of sex selective in Canada, like that's becoming a thing um, where you can abort just because you don't like the sex. Um, similar, again, you can abort, say you had sex after going to the club and you had sex with a black man. You can literally say, I had sex with this is a black baby. I don't want it. That's wrong. Right. See, I, and the thing that I'm not. But that, necess- that's also like verbalizing the motivation. And I don't think a lot of people would actually verbalize their motivation in that scenario. I would hope not, but it happens more than you'd like. Oh, I'm I'm not saying it doesn't happen more than I'd like to think it does. Again, I'm an idealist. Like, I just I, I give people the benefit of the doubt, and you know that you say that it's damaging. It is to me as a person. But like, I I find it kind of scary in Canada how we we can't really have this conversation. And again, most rational people like if if you if I tell a normal person explain, you can literally feel the baby kicking. You can be in the delivery room and choose to abort it. And the fact that that's legal should concern people. 
that's wrong. Right. I think, I think, and you look at Europe, and this is what drives me crazy is everyone freaking out over the States. You look at Europe, on average, across all of Europe, it's about 12 to 16 weeks is the law. Basically, the first trimester, and you can do whatever you want before that. Again, pretty much carte blanche takes care of all your dramatic scenarios. Um, again, medical aside. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Canada, like, we won't have a conversation about it. We don't, we, we, people don't know what we have on the books. And, like, from a practical standpoint, I, I'm fervently pro-life across the board. But I don't, I am Christian, and I don't apply that to everyone. Yeah, you're pro-life, but if a little, like, if a girl is sexually assaulted, like, and, like, a young girl, like, right. that's you're using the point one percenter thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I, again, and I would that's say, what I'm saying for you. Like, first off, shoot the guy. Like, we don't punish that enough. No. That's, that's part and parcel with it. Shoot the man who raped a little girl. Right away. I don't care if it was her brother, her father, like, whatever. Shoot the man who raped a little girl. Period. I think most people can agree to that. The, the, I'm going to stretch that out to child because that's, like, yeah. wrong no matter. But, yeah. like, in this scenario Period, where someone's, like, impregnated. Uh, yeah. There's no redemption for that no, in my mind. wrong. Zero. Uh, the Bible would say millstones to the bottom of the ocean. Some of the fishes, kind of like that. Um, but but bringing it back to the not like one percent thing, again, I'm very much a I like outside. Like I think that that thirty like that's disgusting to me. Yeah. But I think that it's very much like don't tell me what to do with my body. But also, there's two people involved yeah, in well, that well, situation. Really, there's three, and that's yes, and that's a part nobody talks about. The fetus, right? Well, yeah, and the father. That, oh, I'm talking about the father here. Pardon me when I say that there's two people involved. I mean, like, there's two people involved in like creating that child. Yeah. Like, I can't just like miraculously like well, impregnate my. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, well, I, I again, could artificially, but I mean, like, in your go to the club example, like, it takes two to tango. Oh, there. for sure. And and the other thing too is I I'm again I don't I don't apply my morality on society because society would just disappoint me. Um, but at some point that is a that is a human life, and and the process kills a human life. People don't like to talk about like that biologically that's just fact. Yeah. Um, and it's the we're just arguing over where it starts, and I I don't think it's reasonable for me to say all abortion is legal, but I think it is reasonable baseline. We should be on par with Europe. First trimester, that gives you three months to figure your shit out. Um, but even then, like, I would say a heartbeat bill generally would be my balance. Six weeks, again, some people don't agree with that, that's fine. But once it gets a heartbeat, I think, I think you've got six weeks, no questions asked. You want plan B, over the counter, here you go. And morally, I'm still against that. You can have, you can take plan B be before you get to that point right. later on like you can take plan b you can right. like triple up like on your your birth control pills and again i think a lot of this comes back to either no, i'm not saying educate people on like the ways to get around like a plan b thing but go back to like and you might disagree with this but depending on the age is like actually like educate people on what happens but also make things accessible like um oh, yeah. for example like I'm terrible at taking 
medication. Like I'm awful. And part of that is just like, I have to take enough of it already, but like look at alternative medicines, like hormonal birth control is absolutely not for everyone. Like there's so many ways that that messes you up. Oh yeah. But there's they don't also talk nearly like that whole thing needs its own education. Yeah. But there's non hormonal methods that people can opt for, whether it's like an IUD or something like that. Like there's non hormonal or even tracking. Yeah. Like, like that's a valid thing that people should have opportunities to know about. Yeah, like there there's so many different options yeah. that are available and just be comfortable like it's or an uncomfortable or absence. <laughs> That's no fun. Um <laughs> but like going back to things like there's options and people need to be okay having those like weird uncomfortable conversations instead of just being like uh like um no, I'm going to not do it. Like exercise your right to inform yourself. Right properly not through social media or like tiktok or something but like accurately inform yourself about like what your options are like what are available like what is available to you in those situations like if you're a college student you want to like live your best life or (laughs) do whatever there's methods of birth control that are semi-permanent that you can take advantage of and you have nothing to worry about for four years take a modest advantage of take a modest advantage of Come on, people. Let's let's get a little modernity going on here. Modernity? That yeah. is that is modern. Modi- I think you mean yeah. modesty. There you go. Some modesty. You, you get it. I get. I understand what you're trying to say. Um. But yeah, no. I I think baseline Canada really. It's it's a conversation Canada refuses to have. But I think I think we're so far out of whack that morally it's kind of scary, and like people really don't understand how. And I don't mean just morally out of whack, but like. In comparison to the rest of the world, we are so far beyond out of line that that we are an outlier. Yeah. Like, again, North Korea and China have, have more normal limits on abortion. Even those oppressive regimes, don't get me wrong, like China has forced abortion. That's, that's the opposite side of the same problem. Yes. Um, but, but they are like, Hey, no, you can't just, you can't just murder a third term baby. That's not okay. No. In, in that scenario, that child, cause it's going to be traumatic no matter what. I, I don't want to Google how that happens, but in those situations, that child could be adopted like oh yeah well and that's the thing that's the thing so many people in in the whole conversation of this they don't touch on is i think when i talk about the pro-life situation it's like again everything i think of is holistically you need counseling for the mother period i mean and even today like going for an abortion there's no counseling once you leave that clinic you're done and nobody follows up that is not okay no that is a trauma like that is mentally traumatizing it is physically traumatizing in in anything like there's so much non like there's so many things that are not followed up on medically that like or even educating someone beforehand so there's pre like the the pre-care if you will informed consent they don't know what they're going through until it happens and then they're left to process it alone yeah and it's messed up yeah like so no I, i'm not just some like moral high horse this is wrong and you need to stop it no like you need we need to support adoption better i would say from a policy standpoint stop importing adoption period yeah remove same the- thing goes with the, the funding humanitarian wise if there's a war-torn country that all of a sudden has a, a specific need okay bring some people in but otherwise you only adopt from canada 
till there is no adoption, and then okay, we can we can bring more in. We yeah, can, we can care about others more. But like, we need to support adoption. We need to support mental health. But and all of this has to go hand in hand. You can't just say this is now illegal because morally we've decided it's too far. And again, I would we need I I would say let's start the goalpost. Let's just outlaw third term abortions outside of medical. Yeah. Which I mean should already be the the unspoken but, standard. But, but that's the thing when it comes to where we're at, like with politics, is people think about like the initial thing, like the ooh, let's talk on this hot button issue. But nobody wants to think about like the holistic approach and like the domino effect. Like, how do you actually address the issue instead of just like the like like I said, like the hot button part? Like people just want to like zoom in on this one part instead of like expanding their sites out and think of like how do we prevent this from happening to begin with like it's a spectrum of things that need to be addressed but people are just choosing like one thing to focus on and that's an issue and i I use that not to like push on a a sensitive topic because like it's not a fun topic to talk about but i use it because it's a really good example of where the left has just gone so far abortion used to be safe legal and rare and now it is it is a a constitutional right to some people where it's, it's like first form of protection for some people. No. And, and I knew people when I was in high school working at a fast food institution. And I knew a girl when like between the ages of, I want to say 16 and 19, I can't quite remember how old I was, but she had had three. Yeah. And I'm sure she's not, mentally like i'm not saying she's mentally i'm sure that impacted her in ways that people didn't know oh so many and like in that moment but also like how that would impact her now as a mother yep it it, 100 percent. and like i've been on the other side of that where like in high school i i was more left everyone is more left when they're young yeah they're idealistic like you're not tainted and damaged right i in high i have no no shame in hiding it i dated a girl who got pregnant had an abortion before she even told me she was pregnant i had no say in it that's also traumatizing for you like you need support in that situation absolutely especially and it's like really impacted me like with my christian walk um but like at the time i was like dodged a bullet like didn't think anything of it it haunted me when I had my own kid. Yeah. And then now, like, we've, we've, again, we make no secret, we've had two miscarriages. Yeah. We lost children. And, like, that sucks. And, like, we've, we've lived it. And for me, my whole pro-life thing, once I felt my son kick and, and move, you can't, you can't explain how that contextualizes what's going on. Yeah. You don't realize... Well, that and it, you just have to be more adult to have that conversation. And the problem is, this conversation is happening with teenagers and twenty somethings. That it's all on TikTok and Facebook, and it's the social justice warriors that don't have the lived experience. Your kids these days are being exposed to things that they should not be exposed to and i hate using this word like so over sexualized either willingly or unwillingly because of what they see on social media and that's like a whole other problem is that kids are becoming adults either like i i don't want to talk about like the trauma side of things but like from the other spectrum like kids aren't just kids anymore like just playing and like goofing around and like playing with dolls and all that other things like no 
like it it's wrong like kids are thinking that they're grown up far oh, too yeah. early like they're they're not mentally prepared to handle like an abortion but at the same time they're not mentally prepared to like be parents either but the problem is the education like the whole impact of what that is like do you remember when we were in school there was a class where you got sent home with like an actually functioning child to like scare the crap out of you with like how demanding it was to care for a child and then you're like actually I'm gonna reconsider my life choices about like becoming sexually active and all of that yeah and then I had a kid and realized that whole class was a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's not that bad (laughs) but but whatever like that's later on when you realize that things like what it is they had a more scared straight approach yeah whereas now it's no you can't scare children yeah exactly you need a safe space no let's scare them a little bit so i i did want to touch on made but i think maybe just while we're on the social stuff but i think we might leave that for another day okay um because i mean pro-life was was heavier than made anyway not that made we'll get to that the the medical assisted suicide oh um again this might be one of the ones it depending on this we'll we'll cut that yeah we're gonna come back to that one now is because like you've got accusations of of uh, specifically ontario um nurses that are pushing for people to choose made uh, because they don't want to they don't want to provide care they don't want to provide care angel of death situation no this is but now it's legal oh i understand but i'm saying like if you have a sociopathic nurse this is just an excuse to like yeah. do whatever and like inject um, them but and then you get to the whole yeah it's a whole thing or people that are struggling like with mental health yeah. issues i don't think in that scenario it's appropriate but you if you have someone with a degenerate I don't actual have disease the, like the criteria I, in front of me but i i remember last time i looked at the criteria it was it was scary low um loneliness was was a justified reason no there's ways to bring people out of loneliness i'm sorry that's just not okay no i'm saying that there's ways to bring people out of loneliness like like that is a temporary thing like chronic loneliness there might be can we table this one yeah we'll do this another this will be another one um i i got some questions i'm only gonna i'm only gonna ask one a couple of them were a little rude um oh no can we like talk about the rude ones so i can laugh like let people roast me no it's it was actually i think you were the rude one. Oh, i was totally i trolled myself yeah um no the, the only one question i really wanted to ask um somebody who's from the left not quite left anymore what is a woman This is a very basic question. It's a complex one. No, it's not. I think okay, it Oh my god. We need The to, fact that this is the reaction to that question kind of speaks mounds to where we are in society right now. I need to contextualize this truthfully. So, from a uh childhood perspective and this is kind of one of those one-off situations i grew up in a very accepting family because of dynamics that we had and when i was a very young child um i had a family member who danny and when this family member was born it was one of those rare situations of being intersex and for those of you who don't know that term, it was historically called hermaphrodism. And back when 
Danny was born, the parents chose which gender. Yeah, and and that's like the the point one percent again. And I'm going from a point one percent percent, but this also forms my views on things and just seeing the struggle that Danny had because it well, yeah, things were chosen wrong. Well, it doesn't even matter in that perspective. Any choice is going to be wrong. Yes, you've just got a bad hand, and you're going to have struggles. Yeah, so it caused mental health problems, which then led to. Danny becoming HIV positive and just seeing that whole degeneration and what happened there. Um, yeah, I I truly struggle with this because it's something that I'm still working on grasping. Truthfully, what is a woman? No, I'm not even. I'm not even asking. Like, it wasn't me who asked the question. No, obviously, not, this wasn't me that asked the question. It, it's not a question that I'm. I'm tr- trying. Like, like, it's not meant to be invalidating. I'm not trying to be like, if you're transgender, you're not. Oh, no, it's okay to be that, but that doesn't make you this. You know, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you for context- contextualizing that. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying because to like, I'm say saying that, you like, cannot be you. Yeah, I'm saying that trans being transgender is a hundred percent a um social contagion it is not a social contagion definitely part of it social contagion is a completely different thing so as and we'll circle back to what is a woman what is a woman to answer that (laughs) trying to avoid it but social contagion is a thing so for reference you know what i struggle with mental health wise and i have no problem talking about it i was diagnosed with something called borderline personality disorder BPD and I had never heard about it and then right now you and I were just talking about this it is like a very like trendy thing trendy thing for people to talk about on so like the amount it's just of like ADHD right now everyone's self-diagnosed okay again I feel particularly targeted here but when I was diagnosed it was not something like neither one of those things I never heard of BPD and ADHD like I laughed when I got the diagnosis but now people are self-diagnosing based off of these like TikToks or like things that they see on social media and it's problematic because as someone who has BPD like it is not a trendy nor fun thing to have to deal with like it is extremely extremely painful like the things that you have to go through and like you've you've seen the spectrum like not like episodes that i go through but like you've seen some of the things that i deal with and it is not fun people shouldn't wish for it no nor should they like use it as like a call it's kind of like people that are like oh i have dissociative uh, dissociative identity disorder and like there there's a whole other layer of things that are involved there and again i think when people are going through something and they don't understand what they're experiencing there's things that they cling to out of like lack of having a grounded identity in who they are and whether that be because they're trying to find a way to um express themselves that feels authentic to them and there's like this term that they're seeing and they like that's what they're going to cling to because of like what's going on whether it be like a cluster like a complex mental health diagnosis that then leads them down to something or they're being consistently exposed to a term 
for example, BPD or transgenderism or whatever other realm of terms are out there. You had sent me that uh, Ben Shapiro thing. And I had to Google like 10 different things that were mentioned in there because I had no idea what was being talked about. And I'm like, I'm pretty up to date on certain things. I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the hell was just said? And so many of those terms seem to contradict one another when I was going through it. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, logically, none of this makes sense. And then it's almost like offensive because when you had sent me that, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why the hell are we using German pronouns? Like, you are clearly not Yeah, yeah, I think German. it was Caesar. Uh, uh, I know it was the feminine and gender neutral pronouns, but I'm like, we're using German and it, it's pronoun anarchy. Like, wh- where are we at right now that we, well, that's also so disrespectful because you want people to properly, I like you want people to gender you based off of the gender that you're identifying with, but you're literally using language that people won't understand. So you're being disrespectful, but expecting respect back. Right. Well, yeah, well, I think, I think, I don't think anyone can honestly say it's there's no social aspect. You you are seeing again statistically. Abigail Schreier touched on this really well. Um, statistically, the most at risk for social contagion of this direction: transgender, LGBTQIP, teen females. Uh, if one transitions. The, the stats that the circle around them will... Will expand because exactly. like it's collective mentality and you want to be part of whatever. I remember being in high school and kind of circling back to the whole abortion thing. There was like a pregnancy pack that went on where like this whole clique of girls... One of them got... So they all decided that they wanted to like get pregnant. You got like, a really bad school. It was the same father. I mean... Mine did. There was three girls, one dad. That wouldn't surprise me. I went to like a small... Again whole other issue but yeah it it's like it i hate using the word contagion but it's like people talk about what they're experiencing they're like oh out of like all of these different things i like attach to two of them or i identify with that so then i must also be this yeah and i think that's where my biggest problem comes obviously i have like other issues but like my biggest problem is in on that topic is you have people say you've got a girl Traditionally, would have just been a tomboy. She likes men's sports. She likes <laughs> hanging out. Like she likes she likes working on cars. Yeah. Now, back in my day, you would have just been a tomboy. You do you. You might have had less attraction from the other. Like men might not have been as attracted to you. Cool. What? Whatever. You're in high school. Get over it. Um, but it's like now, if you check two of ten boxes you are automatically fast-tracked. This is what you are. It, it's, and that, for me, that it makes me genuinely mad because it's like you're, you're shoving people, you're, you're trying to streamline people into a track. Again, I don't care. You do you. I, I genuinely don't care. But it's like we need to talk about the fact that this demographic has the highest suicide rate in the population. Because nothing can make them happy. Like you, people will assume that if they go down that path, that it will solve all of these problems that they're experiencing, whether it be dysphoria. But we're not talking about the other problems. No, and and again, this comes back to the holistic approach, like to just care in general and just supporting humans. Is that like we're just going to go so far down this path that we're not looking at? But I, I, the other one. I say as like. At some point, we have to care enough to hurt your feelings. Oh, 100% hurt my feelings. Like, how I have managed 
So, so we get back to the fact, what is a woman? Biologically, I am a female. I think it comes down to biology. Um, Thank you. Was that difficult? I had to, I had to like go through it and allow myself time to think about it. So being a woman is a different experience than being a male. Like an individual who is transgender and that is an experience that they have. And it's something that they go through for dysphoric reasons. If that makes sense, they will never experience period cramps. They will never have a child. They can adopt a child, but like they cannot they carry never, yeah. like they, that individual, like you can take progesterone because like m- men can get breast cancer. Like it, it it's an organ, like may yeah. like everyone has like mammary glands, like that kind of thing. But like no carrying a child, you again, period cramps, like a uterus, not saying that because some women might be born without a uterus. Yeah. So, so we're, we're just, we're going to leave gonna, the 0.1% We're not going to go into tables. like the 0.1%, but there's hormone levels and no matter how much of like hormone replacement therapy you have, it will not well, yeah, bring that down. But then skeletal there's skeletal structure. Yeah. There's and bone like, density. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So for example, if you are male to female, it's an unfair biological advantage, Correct. especially and you should not be allowed to compete. And again, this is like, a, I'm that can be, that's very like in extreme cases, that's a 1% situation. Yep. That is a hundred percent, 1% but situation. It should be a 1% rule. That some, Oh, I mean, people taking advantage of that. Like you are uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a university jock 100%. who didn't make it through. But if, soccer. if we don't deal with it now, it's going to be more than one percent in ten years. When you see fast tracks to scholarships, because you're, like, you're taking away an opportunity. Uh, so that's the thing: you're taking away an opportunity from a biological female. You can't to support somebody. Else. But but then you're also going to say like pro feminism, right? Like like that. That's you can't be both. Yeah. No, I, I, if you want to have a separate league, that's totally fine. Totally reasonable. Uh, again, I welcome, like, if, if female to male people want to compete in pro sports, try it. Tell me that they're equal. Like, have a, have, have a biologically female person who tr- took testosterone, have them fight in the UFC. Again, bone density, their right. skull would be... But today, we allow a man... A biological man. Oh, I'm saying both yeah. ways is completely wrong. Yeah, like agreed. you have to consider people's health, like the general well-being of the person in yeah. there. Like I'm a former boxing ref. Like the first thing you have to do is protect like somebody's safety. Like your first responsibility is to protect the general well-being of the two people in the ring. And like you, you can't. Like that's not being. Well, it's not done. hyperbolic. It's not like it's not. F- pretend it's happened no it's happened like yeah. people have had their their Fallon skulls. foxes crack yeah. skulls like wrong completely yeah. completely wrong you're like you're you're potentially putting someone at risk for like serious brain injuries long-term health issues death. and de- i was getting there <laughs> and death like that's completely completely wrong and again like circling back to what you said about like taking a traditional tomboy and then because that it's therefore I must be this other thing. No, like again, it comes down to holding balance for both. Like you and I were joking about this earlier about this, whatever thing. Like I currently have a lot of male interest. Oh, you're straight up a tomboy. There's nothing wrong with it. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I don't think you should maybe start growing a beard. I can't grow a beard. Because you're a woman. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a cafeteria worker at work. She's absolutely got a beard. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just figure out who it was? I know who you're talking about <laughs> the minute you said it. But but what I mean is that like just because I have tomboy interest like doesn't mean that I have to immediately start presenting myself as a tomboy. I personally love the the fact that I can have tomboy interests and also be like yeah. heck and glam, like be like very feminine and I have learned to enjoy that balance that just because I have this doesn't mean I have to like fully lean into that. Like I, there's nothing wrong right. with holding space for both. Like I don't have to completely identify by my But we're adults and we have the space. We're in a society you, now. But it's also like learning that that's like okay. We're and s- and right now I get it comes yeah. back to being so like segmented, like so black and white and like finding that that gray. Like it it's wrong. Like to be happy, like I need to have both. Like we were joking and I looked up like what was it? Like feminine hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we were joking about it and like I would not be happy off of that list like sitting there and doing embroidery or cross stitch like I am happiest doing these other things and that's how I support my mental health and my well-being like just that doesn't automatically put me in a pigeonhole if I am a female to male transgender individual and like not to put no I'm this is probably going to put you off but like when we talk about socially we talk about dealing with people every day and you come across people that present the, that's clearly a man dressed as a woman, whatever. That's you do you self-presenting. That's how they right. feel comfortable walking in like, the world uh, from a social aspect. So we're in, we're in a time where society is now asking you to respect their perspective. Whereas like say somebody like me, my perspective is no God made a man and a woman. And now I'm not going to go out of my way to be rude to you. Because that's just not how I was taught. No. But I'm also not gonna I'm not gonna play by your worldview because it conflicts with my worldview. So so my solution is just generally we don't talk. And I try to be just neutral because I don't need to make people upset. But what's wrong with being neutral? That's the thing, is but that we like, live in a society where like you push me into a corner and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stick to my morals. If I'm pushed to a corner like I'm I'm dreading the day work makes me put pronouns in my email. Because that's not gonna happen. It's not a requirement like yet i have mine yet. in my yet. so it, it's also the reasoning behind it like i hate performative anything i have it in my email because i want people to know that if people need to come talk to me that it's a safe space to yeah. come talk like again you're like smirking over the term safe space but that i'm a person that can hold space to have that kind of conversation without being like hostile or whatever yeah well i'm of the opinion that we shouldn't be making safe spaces for people you just need to make people that are well-rounded enough to navigate space that's the thing is people need to learn to have uncomfortable conversations and also be assertive in certain situations like people are so um my agreeable yeah my space is safe for the truth i will tell you things that you might not like but may help you i'm not gonna try to be rude to you you're not gonna 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 coddle someone no uh, and truthfully, like my whole perspective, I have, I've got friends who literally like, if you are transgender, I will only call you by what you, genetically you are. Now I am of the opinion, you know what? If you look passable, you achieved your goal and cool. You could have tricked me. I'll just call you what you look like. But if you look like a man who's trying to be a woman, I can see that. 
You're not achieving. And, and it's like, I can't, I can't play that. I will do everything to not upset you. I will go not make ruin your day or take you down. But it's like, no, I, I look at like the celebrity Blair White trans uh, male to female hundred percent passable. Okay. You, you've achieved your goal. And honestly, like totally right wing anti all of this stuff. And like this person would be the same, like first person to say, this is crazy. We shouldn't be transitioning kids. I transitioned at 25. And if I did this at 15, I would have like, it would not have been okay. So like, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but like, yeah, if, if you achieve it and you, cool, good. I'll, you did, you achieved your goal. You wanted to look like a woman, you do. But if you look like a man dressed, like I grew up in the time that that was called drag queen and that was its own thing. Drag is cross dressing, whatever. Creative. Ex a lot of the time it's creative expression. Like it's, it's grooming. I'm at the point again, we had space for middle ground before, but it has got no, like I'm not in London. We have had drag queen story time for kids. Mm -hmm. That is inappropriate. That is a grooming practice. If it was anywhere else, if, if you walked into my house and I was dressed as a woman reading books to children, you would call the cops. I would, I would hope you call the cops. It, I know you. Plain and simple. If it wasn't a sanctioned event at a public library, it would be inappropriate. There's a lot of things that would be inappropriate and extremely sketchy. Right. Right now. I would go as far to say, and I'm not alone in this. Dave Rubin, I quoted at the beginning, he's a gay man. He agrees with me. Most pride parades at this point oh, are, are that's, borderline, like, that's, straight up criminal. That's too much and extremely hyper-sexualized. Yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't. There's pride to celebrate you being you and living your life, but you do not get a free pass for a day to be a degenerate sexual deviant on the street. No, like when I think of pride parades, I go back to like the Harvey Milk era where like you're actually like fighting. He's a pedophile. I, I'm not. Bad example. Bad example. Uh, okay, I'm giving a poor example, but what I mean is. I get what you mean, yeah. Is, is advocating for general rights to be yeah. treated as a human yep. and to not be like ostracized and that doesn't conflict with my christian views at all no everyone deserves basic humanity i don't have to agree with everything you do and guess what if you're not christian you have no problem with it if you're christian you have to you have to wrestle with your sin we all have sin yeah i'm not perfect i have different sins like i'm not judging people in this everyone deserves respect but we should not be celebrating certain parts of it it shouldn't be a sex show downtown london no like in society there's still certain things that are not appropriate until people can grasp it like again let kids be kids be kids i don't want to hypersexualize straight story time can we just leave the sex out of story time i think that story times like story time in general should be used for teaching morals or no like how no, wrong i is just that? find it i find it hilarious that we're talking i don't i don't disagree i think you're right like, but but contrast that to what's currently happening i i i understand that i just stories are meant to serve a purpose through education 
morals, community building, talking about things within society, or appropriately reflecting on historical context. For example, like, I bought my godsons a book on the Underground Railroad, because it has to, like, they're down in Windsor, which is part of the Underground Railroad, and I don't think it's, like, too early to talk about the fact that, like, slavery, but we don't have to go into details about what actually occurred, because there's so many elements of that, but it's okay, in my opinion, to talk about those things but there's so many like very like slavery is a con like a complex topic but there's so many other things that little kids just cannot wrap their heads around at a young age like don't expose them to things that they cannot understand well, that, and have and the like, capacity for too early presents a real danger again I, I look at like again not picking on transgenderism but it, it, there's a significant suicide risk in that group it's like the, the, the baseline, you shouldn't strive for that. If that's who you are, that's who you are. But that shouldn't be something you introduce and, and strive for. And, like, some parents it is. It really is. Because parents... Oh, my... Okay. Whole other thing yeah, yeah. is, like, parents wanting to have something special. And, and different... You well, understand what I mean? Special, trendy, all those different things. So they're going to... It lays really into, like, the virtue culture we live in. Because I care so much about these lives... I, my kid is one and like it sounds ridiculous but it's absolutely true yeah so there's so many elements to get to before you get to that point like again if your kid is presenting so say that there's like a little version of me and it's this little girl who's interested in like motorcycles and dirt bikes that little girl can ride a dirt bike without assuming that that little girl identifies as being male like let her do that if if that girl wants to wear like baggier clothes let her do that it doesn't mean you have to implant the idea that 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 child is but when she goes transgender. to school and now the counselors and teachers are saying hey maybe you're a boy no right don't project that right exactly unless there's like a well, welcome to the firm right <laughs> but when i i was gonna say something was gonna come off wrong like there should be no interjection i have heard of situations where teachers are identifying kids as having adhd and then all of a sudden you're putting kids on like extreme stimulants knowing that i have adhd now like there's certain things i was like you know what like it would have been helpful knowing about that but again i grew up and it was like the naughty hyperactive boy era of having adhd but like if you're not a professional you are not entitled to diagnose things you can talk to the parent and be like your kid's having some attention issues like perhaps it's like talk to the pediatrician in general but like don't say like your kid has adhd and get them put on stimulants if if a child is showing like unnatural bruises or has come in to school three times with like a dislocated shoulder a arm like an arm and a cast twice like then there's time for intervention and like escalating that to there's a problem like have that in whatever but there, there's no telling a child that like this is you because kids are so malleable and so easily influenced and like that's a firm time for building an identity like don't implant an idea like it's not inception let yeah. people come to things on their own outside of like <sighs> well i go i go back like you mentioned that you got your your niece's nephew that book on the underground railroad yeah and i, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that but i'm i'm more extreme than that in the sense that like yes there's a time and a place to learn that and i'm presuming i don't know their age um maybe 12 would be when I start to talk about that myself. But it's like, 
we live in a society that's so fucking political. So, so the other context here, when I'm talking about this book of Underground Railroad, is where they're from. Um, their family has a church that directly supported yeah. and was part of it, and they're also from like a black. Yeah, yeah. family so it's very much part of like their history and their culture so i knew that yeah, that yeah. would be accepted i'm generalizing though like yeah. in, in general like we live in such a political climate and like our kids are so gonna be bombarded with this soon enough that it's like at all costs like my kids will be protected from politics in every form. See, I didn't consider that, po- but I also knew that it would be yeah, accepted. It, I would never like bring that book and give it to right. your kids. What? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would never impose that on anyone's family that I didn't know in advance that it would be okay. Yeah. Like I'm not sitting here trying to give my nieces copies of mouse. Like they are not at all prepared for no. that. Like mouse is like 14, 15, 16 is an appropriate time to start talking well, like, about mouse. And I've, I've like, I own my bias all the time. And like my mother-in-law is very, very like left of sound. She's mainstream, like basically an NPC. Um, like whatever the news is saying, that's kind of the direction she's going in. Um, so my, my kids were over being babysat one day and my, my son comes home and is like, Trump is a bad guy. I hate him. And I'm just like, well, why, why do you hate him? Tell that's me. smart of you like right, right. instead of agreeing you're asking questions yeah, well no I don't, one asks questions. i don't well because like i fundamentally disagree i don't think he's but in general it's like i i don't care what conclusion he comes to i just want him to do the process yeah and that's what i mean like you might not agree with your kid if you were to like work through logically and determine his own whatever yeah. you could you could pose the opposite but you would never tear him down and force your children to have no. your values and it was it was difficult because I, I basically had to strategically undo what she had tried to do but do it in a way that didn't do the opposite yeah you don't want to undermine or be imposing your will and your ideas like it's how do you strategically ask those questions so that they're still difficult and challenging but so that your child i don't know how old um he was like seven at the time eight again that's a very difficult time to like strategically ask those questions but yeah like those are important conversations to be able to have we ended up basically saying like what did he do what's well i don't know grandma said he was bad okay well he's probably done some bad things but he's done some good things too. I mean, he has done some bad things. Yeah. It's not even like a problem. But again, those are things that like you can't necessarily talk to your child about off of like the age that he's at right now. Like that, that nor would you want to. Yeah. I mean, he was a womanizer. Uh, guess what? A ton of the people you look up to today, buddy, are flounders. Like just terrible. Like he's a, he likes hockey. Every single hockey player he idolizes is not a good man it just doesn't come out into the media exactly so it's like yeah but like yeah buddy he's done he's said some stupid things he's done some bad things but he's also done some good things and like i have to teach him that like it's not black and white it's very much gray i almost feel like that should be the uh the topic of this episode like very much gray yeah like not splitting the world well um, that's the thing is like these conversations work on a very like personal basis and hopefully it lands well on podcast and people can enjoy it but it's like on a mass scale you can't have this a mass scale you can't talk reasonably about all these hot we've covered every hot button topic possible and we still agree on 90 percent of it like we're not in disagreement no 
Like, I think even if I was still more left-leaning, I would still be in agreement on a lot of it. Yeah. Because a lot of what we've touched on is more socially related. And I think part of, like, how I have tried to communicate how I feel, I think that goes back to the whole, like, more libertarian aspect of things. Like, don't try and impose your will based off of political motivation. Don't project and try and put things on people when they are um vulnerable whether that be vulnerable by age vulnerable by socioeconomic situation or vulnerable because of like a mental or emotional state that's manipulation that's entirely manipulation and that's wrong like it is not appropriate to manipulate another human being no. In any scenario. And also people need to be able to properly educate themselves and not like pigeon themselves into what they choose to consume. <laughs> like again, look at things holistically. Like look at the pros and cons in every scenario be- before you you make a drastic life altering decision. Yeah. In in any capacity whether that be abortion i know we were talking about like what is a woman but if for a while you want to present as the opposite gender of what you are like don't immediately jump on the i need to have full reassignment surgery because that's not something that you can undo yeah i yeah as a parent like i i wouldn't support like and it's difficult it's difficult to say i don't think i would support any of it knowing like Look, we can pres- we can deal with the fact you're a, a tomboy or whatever the alternative is in the other sense. You're you're you, you're, a you're feminine just, boy. You're a feminine male. And truthfully, like truthfully, you may end up being gay. Statistically, that generally is how that goes, and that's something we can deal with too. But it's like I'm not. We're not playing this. Like we're you. You're a boy. You like these things. You're a boy. You might like boys, but you're not a girl because that's not what you are. You can dress up. You like whatever. You can present. But like, no, it's, I think also, and knowing kids, like I know, I know I've got a friend who's got kids that are 14, 15. And you, again, we go back to the fact that there's, I'm hearing racist conversations on a daily basis now. It's also so interesting because like when you talk about like gender expression, if another one is um, cultural appropriation. Doesn't so, exist. But but what I'm saying is people get very up in arms about not being able to understand a cultural experience because of oppression and everything, like, the historical context that people have had to go through. But when it comes to gender expression with what is a woman, like, that's something else. Like, you don't, it, it's not okay to be like, you can't do this because you will never understand the oppression that women have gone to and, like, the violence. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just interesting. I know of what when- you're trying to say. But I disagree with the premise to begin with, okay. so I can't I can't necessarily follow. That's... Cultural appropriation isn't a thing. If you wanna if you wanna wear dreads, wear dreads. If you I mean, short of saying the N-word, which I think is kind of created its own sacred thing, I don't think there's if you wanna dress a certain way, it's not because you're like a pro, it, you appreciate it. Like if if the whitest kid I know starts bumping Tupac, it's not because he wants like he appreciates it. And guess what? We live in a society where you can do that. That's that's modern poetry. Yeah. Too. But I'm I'm talking about the the context and I can't remember what we were talking about earlier where people people will utilize like what's convenient for them. So it it's you 
on the left with where things are at right now, it's very much you can strategically apply a viewpoint and when you can use like a term like appropriation. So it's not okay to say that someone's like appropriating a gender, but it is okay to say that an individual is appropriating a culture. Fair. That that's what I was trying yeah, to yeah. to get across there is that, that there's like there's this odd duality of people picking and choosing like you are cherry picking selective outrage yeah like where, where you're going to apply something and that might shift well, later just like, on just like equality like it's it's we're being hypersensitive to equality except when it comes to transgenders in female sports we're not talking equality there because equality is on their side not the female side. it's not actual equality it, it's interesting because we talk about like edi is a big initiative so equity and i think people you mean die huh diversity inclusion and die edi what's edi equity diversity inclusivity you're you're being nice to that acronym it's die come on peterson even says that for what (laughs) i do with work call it die one day in a meeting (laughs) the looks i've gotten when people have asked like books that i've read and i bring up like peterson or i was like really excited about going to see him speak when he was coming um to our city and like people were giving me like the biggest like um can you repeat what you just said and i was like yeah like i'm i'm super excited to go to this and like i in that moment like you could see like people's opinions like slightly changing their feelings were getting hurt not just their feelings getting hurt like these are people like in like the top level of our organization and it's just like, again, why can't I appreciate two different things at one time? Like, allow people to be curious about things, as long as it's not super damaging. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I'm going to go, like, see someone, like, speak about Mein Kampf. Like, I'm not going to, like, a Nazi. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but here's the thing that, like, when you say this, I just think to myself, I'm like, if that's how they react to you. That's, imagine what they if they knew me that's what i mean like people like you can see like an immediate like change in opinion about me and like almost like a i don't want to say like threatened but like a what what is going on here like you you're almost like a, i'm not allowed if yeah. that makes any Welcome sense to our institution yeah it, it was just like a very weird experience like whether that be like a whole leaving the left thing but i for me it's just about being well, because the left doesn't doesn't like you're out oh i'm completely <laughs> yeah. i i've been like kicked out of the yeah. left like i'm not even allowed to like friends like it's you're I, not you're excommunicated i'm excommunicated yeah i've been i've been kicked out i'm i'm blacklisted i have like i don't know a scarlet letter on me or something like that yeah. like i'm just i'm gone i'm banned but I'm yeah t- i'm tired this has gone on for a very yeah, long we're, time we're running at almost two hours now so i think this is a great time to wrap it up i agree so thanks for joining us thank you for answering the the age-old question of what a woman is okay. yeah you're welcome yeah. and uh thanks for the conversation the insight hopefully people can take what they need from that and i don't know maybe we can get another few people from the left because you're, you're, it's not a sustainable perspective be middle that's cool yeah just be neutral that's all i'm asking at this point just be neutral be curious form your own decisions but give the far right a fair try 
consume both <laughs> sides of the like consume both sides of things and then draw your own conclusion. The extremes on both ends are insane. Not don't look at like the complete extremes, but like explore like your fortune. S- <laughs> explore like a slight like journey on each side as you're comfortable. Yeah. Like, and I've I've given some resources before. Like I mean Steven Crowder's funny. He's a little far, but uh still a good resource. Uh like I said, um I'm blanking on his Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin report. Um Douglas Murray. People are balanced. Jordan Peterson on the on the right. I love Jimmy Dore on the left. I, I truly he's probably one of my more respected russell brand i was gonna say i was just gonna bring that up like look up some interviews where you have an individual who's on like the more right-leaning scale and someone who's on the more left-leaning scale where they can have intelligent neutral actual conversations instead of attacking one another um that's probably one of the best things that you can do yeah yeah unfortunately jagmeet singh will not sit down for a debate could you imagine that? Like Jagmeet versus like Peterson. Can you imagine Peterson versus Trudeau? Oh. That could be a pay-per-view. I would pay, I would pay so for that. much money. That, I would that pay would hundreds the, of dollars. That would be the fight of the year. Like I don't care about like Usyk, Joshua. I don't care about Canelo. No, I care about Canelo Triple G, but it would be like on that level of... But like it wouldn't. It'd be like... It'd be like Conor McGregor going against like an Ew. eighth grader. Ew. But intellectually, it's just like... Oh, that's what I mean. I'd be sitting there with popcorn and snacks, just being like, ooh, ooh, ugh. Like, it wouldn't even be fair. There would, like, someone would be cutting that broadcast and just, like, okay, we need, yeah, wrapping this up. Yeah. All right, guys. So, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, as always, uh, pay the fee. If you enjoyed this long ass episode, then pass it on. If you didn't enjoy it, pass it on to somebody else to have to suffer through it too. Blame the left. Blame Blame the lefty on here. Yeah. Anyway, as always, guys, stay free and have a good one.
Come and fly away with me. Come, come, come and fly away with me.